0: It's not safe For you cross me, look both way leaving the scene with no trace Not in my lead You out of play I'm not at the top I'm outer span Eat with us We're out of place I'm doing fine I'm feeling crazy You're not my fan You can't relate Straight are going State it's not to safe, safe For you cross me look both way Leaving the scene with no trace Not in my lead, You out of play I'm not at the top I'm, I'm outer span Eat with us We're out of place I'm doing fine I'm feeling crazy You're not my fan You can't relate Straight I going State to state
1: going on guys it's your host your boy george Mackay, back in studio again today pre-recorded as i always do and i got a good one i got a man of endurance a man of strength a man of stability and a man who is going to come on your tv set one way or another please help me welcome vic endurance to straight talk wrestling what's going on my dude
0: how you doing my brother i love the introduction uh Yes, sir. Let me introduce myself. My name is uh, Mr. and I am all this and that. Uh, like I like to tell everybody straight off the bat, there's three things you need to know about me. I'm hard to get, I'm easy to lose, and by God, I'm impossible to forget. Let's not forget that one. <laughs> it's true.
1: It's true. We actually started following each other on Instagram after you were on uh, My Boys from Harlem, big up to the Dirty Heels.
0: You are oh, on babe. the show.
1: They are my brothers from another mother. Um, okay. I get along with Kenneth more than I do with Bove just because (laughs) Bob and I have different wrestling opinions, but love is love. And I still appreciate both of them. But once I saw you on there, um, you followed me, I followed you, you reached out. I said, yeah, let's do it. And here we are. So this is gonna be be a great conversation. So for all the Canadian fans who may not know you yet, you are a man of experience. You've been around and uh, you've done some incredible things. You've had some incredible matches. We're gonna get into some of those things today. But I feel like with the amount of experience you have, you can answer this question the best. I kind of retired this question, but I want to bring it back every now and again for someone who I feel can give me the best answer. And that's, I call it the defining moment. The moment okay. you fell in love with this sport that we're going to be talking about today.
0: Correct. Well, the moment I fell in love with it, I was six years old. I was watching uh, WCW and a man came on. I don't know if you know him. He's double A. He's the enforcer. Arn Anderson, and uh, he came on, man, and I was watching this guy go, and I saw him drop the spine buster. I saw the way he twisted that, just the way he snapped at the torque, and my six-year-old mind blew. And I was like, whoa. And then the other thing that sealed it for me in that very moment is when he went to fake the right hand, and he just dropped the DDT instead. I was like, this guy's magic. I want to be this guy. I want to do what he does. So he was number one. Absolutely.
1: I mean, you look at, you look at the four horsemen, you look at the, the many incantations of the four horsemen. Correct. Um, we'll, we'll forget about Mongo.
0: Yeah. We'll forget we won't about
1: Mongo. No, no. we'll, we'll mention Mike. No, no, no. We, we'll forget that one. Okay. But you look at all the great ones. Um, Paul Roma too. we'll forget about Paul Roma. Yeah. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. So, okay. but for me, I mean, obviously, you know, you got him, you got flair, you got Tully. Um, uh, you know, those, those were the horsemen that I remember. Yep. Um, but when it comes to Arn Anderson, like Mike skills, weren't always the strongest, mm. but you, you've got that flavor. You can talk, you can talk on the mic very well. So yes. obviously I get your in-ring love for Arn Anderson. You, you got to love Arn Anderson, but where does the flavor come from? Who was your, your, I guess the one that blew your mind on the mic. And there's a lot, I got top five off top of my head. But I'm interested to hear who blew your mind when it came to the mic. Jake the Snake Roberts. Okay. All day, every day. You and I are going to get along fine. We're going to get along <laughs> really good. No problem. Yeah, now, now, are we talking like original Jake or are we talking when he came back Bible-thumping Jake? Because both were good. Original
0: Jake. original Jake. I loved original Jake. Bible-thumping was just as great, don't get me wrong, but original Jake. Bible-thumping was good, except Stone Cold was the one who kind of upped him up. you're casting on that one.
1: Yes, for sure. So obviously, six you said six years old, your mind's blown. Yes. Um, when when did you decide that okay, um, I love it, I'm a fan, I'm into it? Yes, okay, that was six, but when did you decide that this had to be your life?
0: Uh, SummerSlam 1992 Bret Hart versus British Bulldog for the Intercontinental title, Webley Stadium sold out. With did a you, did you do the your research Ronald. on me? Are you saying only things that I like? Because no, 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 guy, no, not no, I had. Uh, they asked me that in Clark Street as well, and that was my number one right there. I was like, that is the match. That is what told me, man, I'm doing this. I'm going to do it. I'm I'm just going to be mean. I, I want that same storyline, that same story. I was like, I got to do it. I got to do it. I, I fell in love. Absolutely. I mean, I sat down with, his, uh, with British Bulldogs
1: daughter, Georgia Smith. She's a fantastic human being. I got her episode dropping beginning of March. You're going to drop end of March, early April, but... Okay. Um, she, uh, we, we shared so many stories. And one of the things that I thanked her for, for being a fan was thanking her for letting us share her father, yep. because oh, yeah. it's not, it's not easy. It's no, not it easy not. when you, when you grow up in this business and you have to like, you don't get it. That's just your dad. But then he mm. walks out and he's being asked by She told a story when she was at Disney world and she wanted Goofy's autograph and Goofy saw who her dad was <laughs> and he like blew past her for her dad's autograph. Oh now, Davy Boy handled his business and said, "Hey, you pay attention to my kid, and then I'll I'll sign whatever you want." But right. in his head, he was probably thinking, "Pay attention to my kid, or I'm going to knock your fucking teeth down your throat, you stupid <laughs> dog-looking motherfucker." Okay, like Jesus Christ, show some goddamn respect. Oh God, correct. But but you know, like I I thanked her for that, and, and it's it's a hard business. It's an unforgiving business. I mean, it really is. I mean, we know the stories. We know the history. 330 days a year. Back in the day, in a car. You didn't have a cell phone. So you nope. had to stop at pay phones at the side of a dusky road at three in the morning, just to call and check in with your family. Yeah. Now it's a little bit easier. I mean, right now, right now it's definitely easier because nothing's oh, happening. Yeah. We're in the midst of a pandemic. Or so your wife. I mean, that is, probably getting, is right, Yeah. Yeah. Your wife's probably getting sick. She's like, Vic, get yeah. out of know, the fucking house. Get please, out. Get out. Please, <laughs> yes. But if it wasn't those, the times that we're in now, the grind for you would be the same shows, bookings you know driving from here to there to everywhere checking in with her occasionally and then she would then you would get the argument that you're not getting now which is look when are you coming home yeah correct so <laughs> for for a wrestler for somebody mm-hmm. like yourself who's on the grind and doing the indies and doing that stuff h- how do you deal with with the opposite sides of it right now you're being told to get the fuck out of the house because you're driving her crazy yeah but two much. years ago she was probably missing you like crazy yeah so h- how do you balance those those different moments
0: well i always tell people uh you gotta in order to succeed in life you need a partner a tag team partner that's uh wants to see you succeed so if the man is the believer then you need the woman that's, that's the dream chaser behind you as well yeah uh, both of you need to see the bigger picture she knew from jump that this is all i ever wanted to be she met me that way she knows it and um She's very supportive, and uh, there's times it's rough. You know, there's times, you know, she's always saying you got to wrestle with the ring on. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I joke <laughs> around with her. I'm like, no, you know, that's not good for my character. What if my <laughs> character, you know? You know, she's like, well, then we're divorced. Then don't come home. So, <laughs> exactly. But um, other than that, if you have a, if you have a great support system, um, you're going to go uh, fly mountains. Like, right now, um, I told her, I said a couple months back, I saw that uh, AEW thing come out where Tully Blanchard and Sean Spears were looking for a partner, an unknown to come up there. And when I told her about it, I was like, listen, I'm jumping all over that one. I was like, you know, there's no more unknown than me. And, um, you know, and, and the travesty that that was that it was bothering me that they were going to get a indie star, superstar. He's already a superstar. He just hasn't signed yet. You know what I mean? He's not an unknown. And I am an unknown because I came from the old school. You know what I mean? I came before the YouTube. I came before any of those things. I'm talking about we still have pagers. Think about it. You know what I mean? So, a lot of my stuff was recorded on those hand, co- hand recorders and regular uh, photography. So, you know, I was like they don't know me. You know what I mean? It's a whole different era. I'm the first. And I'm getting tired of people saying 2011 was uh, what's his name? Is the first gut check champion? No. I was. I was the first gut check champion. 2004. In the asylum was me. And then the next week was Joe Doran. So me and him are one and two. So I, I hate the fact that they act like it didn't happen before. It happened before. And Scott more knows me. Scott, anyone can fact check it. Ask Scott more himself, he'll tell you. So, you know, I told her, I was like, I'm going to chase this with every, with, with reckless abandonment. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to let people know who I am and they're going to know me. So I'm going to introduce myself to everybody all over again. Now. The thing that saved me about, uh, you know, my son got sick. My son is a special needs child. So I had to step away from wrestling for about 11 years. I did. I had to stop. But in the, in the same sense, I think he saved me. Because at the age I'm at, I'm at now, I can still go. And maybe it's because I don't have that mileage on me. Maybe because I didn't do all those days. And I didn't continue to take those bumps and do all those things. I trained. I did all those things. But I didn't live that hard callous life that those indie wrestlers have to live. He gave me that break. So now at 42, I'm still able to go. I'm still flying. I'm still going quick. I'm still doing all those things. If you follow my Instagram, you will see I'm right at where I should be intimidating enough where people would think, okay, he can do something, but let's see if he can do something. So, you know, and that's all the support of my wife without, without a team like that. It's not going to happen, man. So she's very supportive. There's times she's not, but in what marriage is everybody always supportive. You know what I mean? A
1: hundred percent. My wife and I have been together since we were 18. I'm 36 now. So you're going on. uh, Actually, I'll be 37 in November. So you're going on 19 years. And um, (laughs) Thank you you very much. And she's uh, she's been my rock. I've been her rock. I've helped her through things. Uh, She decided to go back to school a year and a half ago, right before the pandemic started. Yeah. And uh, she's online learning. She's going back. Actually, she's going to be a TA, which is a, uh, a teacher's assistant or an EA. And my apologies, an educational assistant, special yeah. needs kids, much like your son. So uh, she's she's going to be doing that. She's going to be helping helping those. Uh, I don't call them special needs. I don't call them what I call them is um, exceptional because I look at that and I look at uh, I mean, I interviewed a few weeks ago. I dropped my interview with uh, Slash Dynamo yeah. uh, suffers with epilepsy suffers with uh he's on the Ashburgers, like the the spear the cusp of Ashburg. yes and um you would never know it you would never know it and that's because he's now obviously there's things he can't do in a ring. he can't take a hit like most guys he's got to, you got to be very careful careful when you choreograph that dance yes. but the fact is is that it's not impossible no. just like just <laughs> like at the age of 42 it's not impossible all you not need all. is a platform so if my little canadian podcast you know, actually, I am the king of the six when it comes to podcasting. I'm going to say that it's probably a lie. There's good. I'm going to get a lot of heat from all my fellow Canadian podcasters. But that's OK. <laughs> but I will say that um, uh, you are uh, somebody that I, I would have to admire. 42, you step away to help your son. Yes. And that's that's a hard thing to do for both sides. You have to help your son grow and evolve and, and take the exceptionalities and try to make them work in this fucked up world, because let's face it, right. it ain't what we grew up in no and not at all now you're hungry you're chasing it again you got your wife mm-hmm. behind you your kid is probably a fantastic human being i'm sure he is i mean if, any, if mom's any incantation he's perfect i love mom i said yeah. that before we recorded yeah <laughs> if you don't if you guys don't watch his instagram we'll go back we'll circle back to your son but yeah, if you yeah. don't watch his instagram you have to because the videos these two put out are <laughs> cool. and especially being a married man myself my wife and I do watch, and we laugh because a lot of stuff is truthful. My favorite one, the one I laughed my ass off, was um, how my wife wants me to talk to women, Yeah. how I actually talk to women, how I'm supposed to talk to women. <laughs> yeah. I thought that one was just gold because yeah. it's true. My wife yeah. thinks whenever I meet somebody at a show, yeah, baby, what up? Yeah. And, then, and then she wants me to fucking stunner her yeah actually i just go hey what's up <laughs> okay. <I'm> like, hey
0: <laughs> away.
1: I, I loved that one i love <laughs> thank that you i
0: appreciate that
1: but so we're, like i mean obviously you're in a pandemic you're trying to be as creative as possible and that's what social media is all about it's all about yes. creativity and i've seen your social media jump when i started following you were at 200 something followers now you're close to 600 that's yeah. huge that's yeah huge. man so it, it, it's the grind right and the more you get out there the more the more you will be known and you're right a lot of these younger guys like i'll be honest with you i've hit up some of these young indie guys and a lot of them are great The can the, all the canadian talent that i've had on the show fantastic yes. nobody's asked for a dime they're just happy to be put on a platform mm-hmm. where they could share their stories all right some of the u.s guys have been the exact same way uh danny limelight was fantastic i hit him up no problem there's a couple others though that i've hit up i'm getting a little bit of the run around but there's one that has had a couple recent appearances. I'm not going to name names, recent appearance on AEW and on Impact. And I hit him up and I said, listen, oh, you know, I'd love to, you know, discuss your career, discuss your life, have a conversation. It's not an interview, it's a conversation. And he came back and he goes, I'm not doing anything right now, but I'll keep you posted, but I do have a rate. And I'm like, okay, uh, you know, rates are rates, I get it. Some even some of the bigger names have rates. I, I've, you know, I've had to pay to get a few names on the show, but it's worth it. But the rates I've had to pay are very uh, very, very affordable. They don't try to break the bank. They just say, "Listen, I'm under contract, so the only way I could do it, and you get all the rights for everything, is if I pay." Okay, yeah. no problem. He came back. Is any it's not even signed? He came back. and said, "It's 200." 200. 200 what? US? So, dude, I live in Canada. That's like 300 for me. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I said, "I said, listen, you're a great talent. And I hope you do well in your life, but I'm not going to do that. Like you, you, I'm sorry. There's bigger names out there than you. And I'm ta- I'm not talking about names in terms of talent level. I'm talking about bigger names who have been around and seeing things that are legends in this business." And a lot of them are just willing to give me the time. And you wanna, I, I'm not opposed to paying for a guest if it's worth it, but I'm sorry. I, I'm a podcaster. I don't make any money off this. When this stuff goes out, it just goes out. I yeah, get correct. a couple subscribers on my YouTube. I get a couple more downloads on my, my audio platforms, but that's it. I haven't made, I've been doing this for four years. I have made nothing. I've sold, correct. sorry, I've sold 10 t-shirts. So I've made a little bit 10 t-shirts is not a whole lot in the grand scheme of things, but what do you say to stuff like that? When you hear that, you hear this next crop of talent coming up and they're actually pulling that kind of stuff.
0: It hurts me to the core, man, because I appreciate the platform. If I get one fan out of this or I make a, a relationship with you and everybody else where we become family, to me, that's a win. I I I came into this business to be the superhero like I saw those guys when I was a kid. Right. I want to be known as that, that, I want little kids to run up to me. I want the parents to be like, listen, my child looks up to you and things like that. So to hear that really bothers me because I told a story to uh, last week to uh, the Rocket, and I was telling him, I was like, listen, I I can't stand when wrestlers do that because I I told the story of when I met Sting. And I met Sting, and I was working in New York City Sports Club in Wall Street, 1998. And they came to promote their MasterCard on Wall Street. The whole NWO, the Wolfpack, everything. So me being a fan, I went to clock out for lunch never came back because I wanted to get on the line. 100%. So, yeah, so I get on the line. I'm waiting, I'm waiting. So we got Sting and we got Lex Luger. So I get up to Sting first, you know, Sting. I'm like, hey, Sting, well, you know, how would you like to take a picture? Because, you know, I don't like invading people's space. And he's like, oh, you know, let's just get it over with. Like, he was real nasty that day. He's just nasty, man. And then I go to the opposite side with Lex Luger. And I'm like, hey, Luger, you know, it's a pleasure to meet you. I was like, yo, can we get a nice picture with you? And she's like, well, how you want it? One double bicep shot, what do you want? Laughing, talking to me like he knew me from Jump Street. And I'm like, that's who I want to be. That's how I want to be like. I also told the story when I was in SCW and I saw a diva at the time that was coming up. And I said, I don't like to mention names, but you know, her last name is Fox. And she came out. And uh, there was a bunch of kids, six, seven, eight year olds, like, hey, can I get an autograph? She's like, no, slammed the car door and left. And I was like, You're not even anybody yet. You know what I mean? Like, why would you do that? Like, I would I would have loved for those kids to run to me. You know what I mean? And I was like, don't people like that believe their own hype and I don't like it. And I, I'm I don't judge people, I just don't. But I treat people the way I want to be treated. So I do this so people have hope and motivation and things like that. Cause that's what I want to bring out. If anything I bring up from this whole journey is to show that why? Why why you have to quit? Why you gotta surrender? Who says you have to? If there's a fighting chance in hell, then that's a the chance I'm gonna take. There's nothing stopping me. What's stopping me is being 70, like I always say and being like, I should have did it. I should have tried. Society's gonna tell me you're old. Society's gonna tell me all oh, your time passed. I don't give a shit. I, I'll say when that happens. I can still get up in the morning. I train as if they told me I'm fighting next week. Every day, five in the morning to about four in the afternoon. That's all I do. And I eat, drink, and sleep wrestling. I promo. I do everything because when the chance comes, I'm going to be ready. There's not going to be no getting ready. I'm ready. And with, with people like you helping and getting the word out there, I use Cody only because he's for the fans. There's no disrespect to Cody, none at all. You know what I mean? But people need a championship. A championship is just a prop. I am the championship. I feel like I'm a championship. I don't have a promotion promoting me i am the promotion i'm promoting me the way i have to be promoted and i'm telling it like it is You what i mean i want a shot nothing else i don't need a run i don't need a contract i can't i'm not i'm not an idiot i'm not thinking that's going to happen i don't want that i just want to go toe to toe so at the end of the day i can prove that's where i should have been or that's where i was heading because i was heading that way you know life got in the way and i made the right choice but like like the rocket said let me finish what i started that's it Let me finish what I started. Is that that black and white. And
1: and it is. It is simply black and white. There is no gray area there. Um, You you took a step back. So let's circle back to your son. You took a step away. You wanted to help your son. Uh, What is his exceptionality?
0: My son, uh, he was born uh, with a strep B infection, which caused him to have a stroke in his brain at 10 days old. So he has bilateral amputations. He's severely brain damaged. So even though he's 20, he's still like a three-month-old. He doesn't eat. He can't see. Uh, he has no mobility. So everything was me, you know, everything I did was for him, feeding him, moving him, bathing him. If he has a scratch, I had to predict that he had a scratch. Uh, he doesn't even have the ability to cry, believe it or not. He's been, you know, if anybody has a child like that, they know that they see them to get stuck in the hospital and stuff and he doesn't even flinch. Sometimes you got to tell the doctor stop because they keep digging and, you know, it's just because he's not making noise. So That's what my son, my son had that and he was born healthy, but he did get a strep B infection, something that was negligence from the hospital. And um, I was on the road, man. You know, I was training and I heard that and like I told everybody, I got a, I even got a contract, a developmental contract, you know, and I had to turn it down because it wasn't feasible to move to Florida. I couldn't. He had all his private doctors in New York City. You know what I mean? He had everything going there. So, you know, I had to uh, step up and be a dad and I was there and I did everything I had to do for him. And in the meanwhile doing that, I said, you know, I don't want to lose anything. So I started training my MMA. Cause you know, I, I have a background in karate and jujitsu, all those things. And then I uh, was doing Thai fights and things like that while taking care of him. Cause I could take him to the gym with me for certain things like that. So I trained, I did those things. And now that that chapter in my life is done that he's, you know, he's, he's stable, he's 20. he can do what he gotta do. You know what I mean? I was like, let me, let me, let me do something. Let me show him that the times I wasn't there and I was on the road wasn't for nothing. Like, daddy was going somewhere. And, I mean, why shouldn't I still be going that way? Who says it has to be done a certain way anymore? It doesn't, man. It, it, wrestling is about people getting, getting eyes on you, sticking out from the pack. I'm not the toughest. I'm not the strongest. I'm not the biggest. I'm not none of those things. But, I, but what I am is that I'm the loudest. I can speak. And you're going to know who I am. I'm going to show you who I am. And if you don't know who I am, my mouth and my actions in the ring are going to leave a lasting impression. And you guys will know and be like, wow. You know what I mean? It was a travesty. He would have been with these people. I don't know if I'd have been champion. Championships don't matter to me. They really don't. You know what I mean, because let's be honest. In wrestling, there's no win or losing. There's telling a story and elevating each other. Because if you lose, if you lose and someone won, it doesn't matter if you did the right story. Both of yous went up. Both of yous won in wrestling, and that's that's the type of story that's missing nowadays. And that's the type of story I want to tell. I want you to know, wow, that was a fight that made sense. These two, you know, knocked each other's head off. they will be like, who's that guy? Um, the forty-two year old. Oh yeah, we know him now. We know him now. You know what I mean? So that that's my that's all I want to do. There's no vainness here. There's no fame. There's no nothing. AEW came up with an idea, and I jumped on it. That's it. But I'll put all the all the all the all the wrestling promotions that have eyes on dumb cameras or internet, whatever, Ring of Honor, NXT, I don't care. I just I just need that, those five minutes. Five. I could do 20, but I know they're not gonna give me that. But give me five. Give me five. I'm
1: good with it. You know what though, there is, there's and that's admirable. I, I think you're you're a man of class and integrity, and I respect everything that you did. And I I think you're right to be chasing a like I'm the prime example, kind of mirror. Obviously, a little different. My twenties, I was like, I'm gonna start a wrestling podcast. I could talk about this shit. I know a lot about this shit. I have great conversations, and I'm adorable. (laughs) (laughs) I agree, but yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. But um, I, I just, I every time I went to do it, it was like something got in the way. And then you know what? I was 33 years old. I looked at my wife. I looked at a friend of mine. I said, "Fuck it, let's roll the dice. I want to start this thing. See what happens." So we started doing Raw and SmackDown reviews. It was horrible, but we found our footing. We started gelling, and then my co-host and I had a little bit of creative differences. I took it. I ran with it. I started doing the interviews, and the people in the conversations that I've met, the legends, the indie, both you know, north of the border here and south of the border, you guys have been phenomenal. Like I said, like I mentioned, Danny Limelight, one of the best conversations I ever had in my life. He's from Brooklyn. He's from New York, he represents, he's Puerto Rican. He is literally one of the coolest dudes ever. And he's a girl dad like me, so we connected that way. The oh only, my, the only oh thing my. I will say, the only beef I have is that he likes PlayStation. I'm an Xbox oh, guy. Okay. So I, I, other than that, Danny Limelight, will put it on wax, Danny Limelight <laughs> is cool and he's getting his rightful uh, fruits of his labor in AEW. And he's gonna be a big star over there. He got oh, Vicky Guerrero, he was on Vicky Guerrero's podcast and she compared him to Eddie. And I agree yeah. with the comparison. 150%. The kids got something special. Um, and then there's so many other great. Jock Sampson in Ohio, fantastic US talent. I love him. The good old boy. Redneck country. And he's I awesome. love that,
0: though. I love that.
1: He is great. He is fantastic. He's actually on Instagram. He is one hell of a dude and he does great things. Um, the best thing about this, like I said, is the conversations and the people that I've met, the legends that I've spoken Ooh. to, and all the great Canadian talent we have here north of the border that nobody sees and that's Uh, that's kind of the same thing like you nobody sees you but you're there here we have it a lot harder because here we have such a great scene a scene that i don't want to share with the world we have such a great scene so when the borders open you should get your ass down here and start getting some bookings because i tell you the canadian boys and girls down here they can dance harder than you would ever fucking imagine.
0: I believe it. I, I, Canada was great to me, man. I was out there in Canada in 2005. I was out there for a year with uh, Scott DeMorris promotion, Border City Wrestling. And Canada was, treated me like, like I was home all the time, man. You know, a uh, Brooklyn, New Yorker coming over there the first time. And I got to meet uh, A1, uh, Tyson Ducks, um, Alex Shelley, Petey Williams, uh, Robert Rue, Rhino, you know all these people and um Scott the more himself, you know what I mean? Scott was Scott is hilarious, man. Let me tell you, but he um Canada was really great to me, man. And I got a lot of a lot of licks out here and I learned a lot out there. I was in Windsor, Ontario for, for about nine months. The snow there was horrendous, but uh, it was <laughs> nah, it's not it's not
1: it's not that bad. We know how I to deal with it down here.
0: <laughs> I have snow, so snow blindness. I was like, where am I going? But <laughs> other than that. <laughs> Other than that, oh, you know what else bugged me out when I first went there? Um, Money. When I... Uh, yeah, I was, yeah, I yeah. Okay. Kid. And I was like, wait a minute, you owe me like $3 or whatever. He's like, we gave it to you. I was like, where's that? You gave me change. He's like, yeah, that's a loony and that's a tune. Like, <laughs> okay. And I learned about sweeping. I learned about sweeping. And so, you know, at first I was like, what is that? Right? We bowl, like, listen, we do
1: everything on ice, okay? We bowl on ice, we shower on ice, we fish on ice. We do everything on ice. We do <laughs> what most people say can't be done.
0: I know, I know, (laughs) I learned. I learned, but I fell in love with that, the sweeping. I fell in love with that sport after a while. Hard, hard.
1: (laughs) If anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, we're talking about curling. Okay, guys, Google it, it is a thing. It actually is an Olympic fucking sport, okay? Give us some credit for fuck's sakes.
0: You know, when I first saw it, I was like, what is this? I'm not watching this. Fast forward three days, I'm like this. (laughs) he's getting it he's getting a sweep sweep i couldn't stop there's a strategy
1: and there's big money in that shit too it's like five hundred million dollar winnings man it's more than golf yeah man (laughs) (laughs) so all right so all right so then you're grandfathered in from the six you're part of the north we the north we 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 welcome you back thank you i I, I I would love hey i would love it absolutely and and you know what i know a lot of great promotions down here so when the borders do open up You know, send me your highlight reel. I'll send it out to all the promoters. I know down here, we'll see if we can make something happen for sure. Um, In terms of the gut check, got to ask this. Because like you said, it's kind of been erased from the records. And it's kind of painful that it has been erased from the records. Correct. Um, If you hadn't turned turned down that developmental contract, and if you had, you know, maybe rolled the dice, taken the family and moved everybody up to Florida, Mm -hmm. do you think things would have worked out differently than they did. I'm not asking you if you have regrets. I don't want you to think that way. Yeah. I'm asking you though, if you had rolled the dice and gone the other way, mm. would it still have worked? Would you still be in the same headspace you are in now?
0: No, no, not possible. Oh, uh, it wasn't my destiny. I was pretty young. I probably would have blew it. I probably would have made a lot of mistakes. Um, my temper wasn't so great still. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, when uh certain people rub me the wrong way. I you know, and you know in wrestling, you gotta shake hands, you gotta do these things. And I did those things. I'm very humble. I'm very, you know, I like meeting people, but I also don't like when uh people are just straight, for lack of a better word, dicks, and I don't like that. So uh at that time maybe I don't I don't think it was in my in the cars to do so, man. I was a little uh I wasn't level headed in that sense. Um and uh for me it was just spots, spots, spots at the time. You know what I mean? It wasn't uh I wasn't in the storytelling phase yet, if that makes sense. I was just mm-hmm. about what's going to make people pop. You yeah. know what I mean? So as you get older and you mature and you get reps, you start noticing that it's about story. It has to make sense, methodical pace, things like that. But, um, you know, at that time, no. What got me to that, what got me to even be seen at that time was the fact that I could speak on a mic. They saw me make a whole audience in the Bronx. Almost kill me. And that's what got me. That's what got me in there because I I turned my own people against me, in in, in a in a in a I think that was like three hundred people. But you know as wrestlers we always boast the numbers, so if it was three. It was like fifty, but <laughs> it was seventy five
1: thousand people, and it was at Met Stadium. Okay, it was like twenty people there. <laughs> That's right. It was Yankee Stadium,
0: and you were <laughs> in the middle of the ring. Yeah, nah, it was on 116th Street. It was a Richmond street. I think there was like I, I say about 100 people. Only Listen, a, it was a food truck oh. festival and there yeah. was people just there was a
1: ring in the middle of the festival. There was a right. ring
0: in the middle yeah. and I and I got the spotlights. So I was in there That's and right. I got on the mic and I told the people, you know, like I said I said we both oh, we're, we the things you and me share in common is that we're both Puerto, you know, we're both Puerto Rican. I said cuz it was during the Puerto Rican parade. And I was like, but the difference is this Puerto Rican got balls. You guys don't. <laughs> you know, just, I did a whole story on that. I didn't think they were going to turn like that, but they did. And then I had fun during the match. We put Miss Puerto Rico through the table. You know, that, that, that was another big no-no. And then um, I was like, how am I going to get out of here? Like, <laughs> I started thinking, the police escorted me out. And because of that promo, that eight-minute promo I did, I got, I got an invite to FCW off of that promo alone. So when I got there, you know, I, I was like, what do I got to lose? I didn't think I was going to get anything from it, to be honest with you. But I got to meet Edge. I, uh, EC3 was there. He was Michael Hunter at the time. He was trying out. I mean, David Otunga was there. He got signed already off of I Love New York. Yeah, you know I mean, who else was there? There was a couple of other heads there. Uh, Sheamus was champion at the time, so I got to see Sheamus. I didn't know who he was, to be honest with you. Uh, he's a big boy, though. Drew McIntyre was there. He had a broken arm at the time, but he was a real skinny kid. Um, I got to speak to Edge because he was one of the guys who came to speak. Beautiful guy. We we both bonded because we both know Scott Moore so we have fun with that. Uh, like I said, I met the Divas and stuff like that. Oh, the Heart Foundation was just starting a new one. Yes. I, and, um, yes. Boy and Natalia. Yes. They were all there, so I got to meet Dom and I told him I was like, you know, I was like, you guys are awesome because I saw a match of theirs and theirs. I was like, Shh. like man, and the fact that I met David Boy, you know, Harry Smith, I was like. Wow, you British! I love the British Bulldog. So I was like, "Oh my god!" But um, that experience was great, and you know, I got to meet Dusty, Dusty and Ricky Steamboat. I did a promo class in front of them. I cut a promo on my uh my son, you know. So he was blown away with my promo, you know. He said it. He said you're the first one that came in here, and spoke about who you are, not what you are, what you're gonna be, and you know I I did it, and you know he was like, take a, you know I thought uh. I just thought that was going to be the end of it, but it wasn't. And I got offered it 750 a week, you know, no guarantee of TV. And I was, I thought about it hard and I was like, I can't do it, man. And it hurt me. Don't get me wrong. It really killed me to the core. I, had, I felt like throwing up flying back home, but, uh, you know, and then I saw that SCW became NXT. I, I wanted to throw up even more because now they had a stream and then <laughs> so I was like, Oh my God. But, um, you know, I don't regret it. I'm here. I'm 42. And, uh, I'm still in shape, got no injuries, nothing um, except for the crooked nose when I was fighting in MMA. So other than that, you know, I do have a story, though. I always wanted to wrestle in the ECW arena in Philadelphia. I always wanted to do that, but I didn't get to wrestle there, but I did have a, my second MMA fight in there. And I, in, in the, in, uh, that, counts. that counts. That counts. Yeah. And I, and I was like, whoa, walking down. I was like, wow, I'm here. Like I made it is a whole different contact sport, but I'm here, you know. And I was like, I'll never forget that man. And I won beautiful. I was like, okay, perfect. <laughs> beautiful night. That was 2011, actually.
1: That that's not, sounds like it was a good night. ECW. Yeah. If I was there, would have been like, man, that's where that's where New Jack jumped off. The that's ground. what I did. That's no. where the Dudley's. Oh man, that's where that's where Spike Dudley shit himself right there. <laughs>
0: That's what I did. I came out and I saw the balcony. I was like, that's what new Jack jumped for." I was it in my head walking. I was like, no way. No way. It was such, you know, when you're a wrestling fan, it don't matter what you're doing. That's all you're going to remember. So I was like, oh, I was like, all right. I, I didn't get to wrestle here, but you know, whatever.
1: Absolutely. You know? And and wrestling, wrestling brings people together. And it's, it doesn't matter your race, your creed, your religion, your sexual orientation, once you are a fan, you are a fan. If you're in the business, you're in the business. And there's been so many barriers broken, so many walls broken, but there's still a lot to do. And, yeah. um, you know, when I started this myself, when I started this thing, I had no idea where it was going to go. I had no idea how it was going to turn out, but like Correct. I said, the conversations that I've had, and let's be honest, there are some, I'm not going to name names. There are some like that indie star where I scratched my head, but there are some like the other indie stars who reach back or they get it and they understand it, and they reach out to you and they say, yeah, let's make it happen. Or let's do this Fair. or let's do that and I have had so many positive experiences that it outweighs the negative. Correct. And that's the great thing about the conversations that I have. Again, they're not interviews, they're conversations. Because an interview is, uh, in 1963, when you were um, 42 <laughs> seconds old, uh, you looked at your mother and no, I don't do that. I just have a conversation, I see where it goes. And it, it, that's what it's about. It's about having conversation and living in, um, Mark Merrill put it the best, Uh, when i sat down with him he said i don't live in time i live in moments and that's what every conversation is about for me and like i said the people that i've met the indie people and uh new york dirty heels danny lime night and now i can add vic endurance to the list i gotta say look whenever i come to new york i'm gonna have like you guys are gonna all have to put me on i mean danny's danny's probably gonna be living in jacksonville florida and it'll be like you know Florida guy now. I don't know what they call Flor Floridians. Is that what they call yeah, people from Florida? Yeah, Floridian. I don't yeah. know if Dan- I don't know if Danny's built for Floridians. I mean,
0: I'm he's sure. he's a New Yorker, and I don't know if he's I- gonna watch this. But if Danny, like me, if he's anything like me, no, because yeah. I came to Texas two years ago. I'm in Texas now. Oh, okay. San Antonio. Oh, okay. So this is no. a this is a whole whoa, loop for me. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's hard to pluck a New York out of anything, man. Yeah, you.
1: I don't really see you in Texas. I mean, uh, I mean, now New York has some great food places, some great cultures, some great. Like I said, Puerto Rican community is there in full force. You've got Harlem, you know. You've got Mm -hmm. Brooklyn, you've got Manhattan, you've got Staten Island. You got literally a whole plethora of melting pot, man. Yeah, it's 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 much like Toronto. It's much like the six where I'm from. There is just a little bit of culture, little Italy, uh, Greek town. We have so many great areas. Gorgeous, man. Yeah, man. Great food, great areas. And um, it's it is a melting pot. So I mean, now you're a Texan. So what I do you do?
0: My, wife. my wife's still trying to get me to change my license over to that. I'm like nah, nah. We here because of her, because she's retired Air Force. So she's okay. So
1: I put that. Okay, it's fine. Put the blame on her. I don't believe it. I don't think it's her fault at all. I'm gonna side with her completely, and I don't okay. care if this ends your relationship with me, Vic. Okay. <laughs> I'm siding with your wife because your wife is never wrong, and you stated it on your Instagram. It's on the internet. It has to be true. I did. It has to be true. I did. I did. You're right. <laughs> You're. Right. I am right. I know I'm right. Don't have to tell me I'm right? <laughs> so your wife's retired Air Force. Well, from me to her, I thank her for her service, 150 percent. So what do you do for, I mean, like in New York, it's a melting pot, culture, food. You could go out at three in the morning and go to the local bodega and get yourself some home-cooked food. Correct. What do you do in Texas at three in the morning? What's uh, the go-to a- <laughs> for the endurance family if you get a hanker for some food? What, what's, what's good in Texas? Oh, my God.
0: I tell you what, I'm asleep. By 9.30, I'm in bed. So, because I get up at 4.35 and I'm training. So I'm in bed, to be honest with you. I'm pretty boring. I'm, right, well, I'm alone. If
1: you're, not, if you're not in bed, and let's say it's one of those late nights. Gee, Vic, just play the game properly. You don't have okay. to tell me the truth. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm, I'm, I'm there with my vitamin and my protein shake. Okay, Vic. Great. You're healthy. Wonderful. <laughs> it's three in the morning. It's a fucking Friday. The kids are asleep. Your son uh-huh. is relaxed in his room. He's doing his thing. You and the missus maybe just finished a little Netflix and chill. Now you're hungry. <laughs> where do you
0: go, Vic? I had to where set the go? whole thing up, but where do you go? <laughs> We go to Pearl Brewery. We go oh. to Pearl Burie. yeah, or, or <laughs> downtown San Antonio to uh, damn uh, the River Walk. Okay, there we go. There River
1: we go. The River Okay, well then, and I like how you looked over at her to make sure that was the right. Yeah, answer. I would, like, <laughs> <laughs> babe. Where do we go? We do this? Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> so obviously, we could tell that as much as Vic Endurance is a great talker, the wife does make sure everything. He she actually had to help him put his camera on on Zoom. He's forty two. He's built yeah. like a twenty six year old. But he can't work a Zoom camera.
0: It's okay. No, Techno- I- Technology is not your friend, Vic. It's okay. No, not. It is not. I tell you, I came from where there was pay phones. So you are correct. That's right. So
1: um, when the world opens back up and, you know, starting to get bookings, I know San Antonio, I know Texas has one hell of a wrestling scene. I know Thunder Rosa has her promotion out there. I know there are so many other great promotions out there. Um, Danny Limelight has wrestled for a few out there. So I keep mentioning Danny because you, you guys remind me so much. You remind me so much of him.
0: You just uh, remind I me of him that. just a
1: little bit older and wiser if you i don't know if you know who danny is but if you don't yeah, i do i do he's he's an awesome cat he really is that. and but it, like i said him and i are girl dads he's only got one daughter to deal with bless his heart i got two i got a four-year-old and i got an 11-year-old so he's only got one to deal with i got two and they both drive me crazy i'm wearing the hat right now because i'm losing my hair and i don't want people to see that yet i'm not i'm not compared to that so um In terms of when the world opens up, I mean, we we know about the AEW thing, Tully and Sean Spears put it on wax. They're looking for somebody. Um, Are you just going to start pounding the pavement? Are you going to start taking any bookings you can to get notice out there? Are you going to drive yourself out to NXT and Performance Center and say, hey, give me five minutes. Let me show you what I can do. Is there options for what your next steps are in the next phases? Because the world is opening up. The vaccines are coming we're going to get back to some kind of a new normal, whatever that may be. I don't want to predict it because I'm not a health nut, but AEW dark is a great platform. They're putting a oh, lot yeah. of, they're putting a lot of great guys on. It's a great show on YouTube. You've also got impact doing a lot of big things. Um, and you've got the connection over there with Scott to more, you got all that stuff. You got the doors are literally kind of opened. or are you just going to, are you going to do the one thing you never got a chance to,
0: which was ride the indie scene for a little bit?
1: What's the I'm next step? for Vic Endurance?
0: My next step is to uh, get in the professional wrestling world and, and splash it, man. Put my name everywhere. So in this scene, I'm going to try to hit really, really, really hard where I'm just annoying. I'm like that gnat that won't go away. So you're just going to hear me. Oh, he worked here, he worked there. But uh, NXT, no, because NXT is going to see my age, and they're not really going to – they're not touching that. But everything else, uh, correct. Um, I'm going to hit the, the waves. I'm waiting for it to leave. I'm telling you, I got Texas Wrestling Academy over here. I got, um, there's a couple of wrestling promotions out here that I am like, wow, they're, they're, but they're not doing anything. They can't right now. So, uh, reality of wrestling is up here in Houston. You know what I mean? Dustin Rhodes Academy is right here in Austin. So, I have a lot of things uh, that I'm trying. I'm trying to get uh, in contact with Dustin, you know, but um, I'm trying and I'm going to, once it opens up, I'm going to do it, but I, I'm still training. Um, you know, I'm still uh, doing the little sparring matches and things like that. Uh, obviously no, no shows. So what I'm missing is the people, you know, but, um, that will come back eventually, but uh, I'm writing, um, I'm doing promos on my own. Uh, I got people like you helping me with the platform. Uh, the dream is to get out on TV and get those five minutes, just five minutes. You know, like i would keep telling everybody the ratings will be high regardless because although I'm not a name, that's the point. They're going to be like, who's this guy? This fan is in there. That's the point. That's the draw. What's going to happen to him? Is he going to sink or swim? It, can, he, can he bang? What would this person do to him? You know, things like that. The questions are endless. It's reality TV. Uh, or to give me a mic and speak in front of them, if we're not going to do nothing so that I can at least, you know, garner the attention for a fight or, or a match. Because, you know, if it ain't that, I'm chasing blood sport because I want Josh Burnett's blood sport as well. I would love to do that. Um, but um, I would like those five minutes, man. I would like to get in there and uh, show what I can do. Uh, they got nothing to lose, really, if you think about it. They just don't. I mean, who's not going to watch it? I'd watch it if a, if a fan got in there that can wrestle a little bit you know, and get in there. I would want to see what's going to happen. Like, wow, no way they're doing this. Are they doing Rocky 1? You know what I mean? Like, That's what it is. It's, I keep telling everybody, it's Rocky 1 with Rocky Two's ending because I'm going to climb those ropes. We're both going to climb them. I'm not going to stop hitting. I, he's, they're going to have to put, me, put me, light me on fire because if I get those five minutes, that is my blood pumping. That's all my dreams, my desire of all these years. You think that I'm going to stay down for a two count for anything? You know what I mean? You think that because they throw me through a table, they throw me over, they do whatever. You think I'm going to stay down? Hell no. My son and everything is going to be screaming in my ear, get up. I'm going to get up. I'm going to get up and I'm going to make it worth it. And I'm going to look in the camera. I'm going to smile. I'm going to let the world know this is us. We're in here. For every person that thinks they're too old or they can't do it or they can't speak or they don't have a look or whatever, I'm proving that, yes, you can. You just have to go out there and make noise. You got to let people know who you are. And if nobody knew me because of you guys, like Dirty Heels and um, Clark Street Wrestling and The Rocket and you and all these people, because of you guys, my name is getting out there. So I'm not going to be unknown very soon. And like I said, like you said, you look at my, my Instagram, you'll see I'm a family man. I also am a girl dad. I got two daughters. You know what I mean? So I got, I got my little two-year-old and I got my, uh, my 10-year-old. Oh, so,
1: welcome to my life. Fuck. My yeah, four-year-old those, is crazy. She's crazy. Those, those are my bosses, period. Yeah, so, absolutely. Absolutely. I feel yeah, I 100% yeah. agree with you. Yeah. Oh, even my dog's a girl, bro. I can't get away from estrogen in my fucking life.
0: Okay. I can't, (laughs) but you know what I mean? So you look at my Instagram, you see, we joke around, we do everything and uh, we train and you know, it's a, it's serious to us, man. It's not, I don't play for a wrestler. I am wrestler. I'm a, I'm a wrestler. I don't, I don't do it for the glitz and glamor. I do it because it's combat for me. It's I'm an artist. I want to paint. Like I said, I'm a dancer. I need a dance partner.
1: That's what I always refer to it as I say wrestling is the great equalizer when it comes to race, creed, religion, all that stuff, like I mentioned earlier, but I put when when two people or four people, depending on the match, when they step through the ropes, it's a dance. And it's yes, it one is. partner leading the other in a synchronized move set that is unlike anything we've ever seen. All and right. if you're a fan of the business, and you respect the business, and you know the business, and I don't mean know as and you could be a mark all you want and know exactly how Vince McMahon's is going to play his next move. I'm truth. talking about a genuine love and respect and for me doing what i do it's not even about the platform it's just about this having the con having the conversations and living in the moments so before we wrap it up i want to do one thing with you i think it'll be a lot of fun okay i've never done it but i myself am a wordsmith so i feel like promo against promo okay 30 seconds to cut a promo on one another we'll keep it clean okay but but, you know, no below the belt stuff. But, I mean, obviously you would pick on me because I'm a fat kid and I understand that, but that's okay. Never that. <laughs>
0: no low no, blows. I,
1: I, I'm just joking. But 30 seconds. So I'm going to go first. So I'm going to give okay. you a chance to, uh, to do it. Okay. All right. I'm going to tilt my hat down to get a little bit of uh, steam right, in that's... me here. Okay, here we go. I love this. All right. Vic Endurance. You were a legend in a game. You've been around. Mm-hmm. You've seen things. You had a chance. You had your time. You took a step back, it was honorable. I appreciate you, I respect you for it. But guess what? Now it's my time. And I'm not gonna let someone who had their time, had their chance, steal mine. So this Sunday, when you and I step in that ring, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna have to make your wife a widow. I'm gonna have to let her know that it's not personal, it's just business. And when it comes to this business, when it comes to the wrestling business, I am the first and only option. Plain and simple, it ain't personal, it's just business. But the world is gonna see that your endurance has run out. There's my 30 seconds, thank you. I I try, I do, I have a little fun, right? (laughs) All right, now 30 seconds on the clock, no pressure. Vic Endurance, come back.
0: Mr. McKay. You smell that? Do you smell that? Smells a little bit like jealousy, a little anger. No, 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 I know what that is. That's envy. And it's the worst type of envy. It's Latino envy. And let me tell you something, when you're hooked on that envy, brother, that's a hell of a drug. So let me tell you something, Mr. McKay, I am a legend in this business. You would never, never do the dues of wrestling that I have. So let me tell you something, Mr. McKay, I don't know your sexual preference, but I don't judge. But I'll tell you what, these two hands here, they're bisexual. The left one will confuse you and the right one will knock a bitch out. There's no judgment when I put these hands on you. You know what I'm saying? But I'll tell you what, Mr. McKay, at the end of the day, you're gonna respect me because let me tell you something, I'm going down fighting, taking my enemies with me. And if not, you're scarred, so you will never forget me. Mr. McKay, I would like to tell you, have a good night and solve this riddle for me because you seem to be like a, uh, a bright bulb, correct? So here's my, here's my riddle. You figure this out and then you tell me what I told you. I got two words and one finger for you, my brother. Have a good night.
1: Shit, wow.
0: Damn. That was fire. It was fire both ways. I love it. I might yeah. have to make this a regular
1: thing. This was, yeah, I it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Vic Endurance, thank you so much. And now I want to officially let you know. You are a member of the Straight Talk fam.
0: Thank you, man. Thank Anytime you, you want to
1: come back, you're more than welcome. If, but, so we can make sure your social followings grow, let the people know where they can find Vic Endurance
0: on the wonderful right, world guys. of social media. All right, guys, I'm only on Instagram, so guys, uh, look at, look me up at, at Vic Endurance. That's V I C E N D U R A N C E. And guys, I'm on YouTube too. Is uh, Plain Victor Oquendo is my name. So guys, check me out. Uh. Thank you, Mr. McKay. I do appreciate it. Uh, I would love to come back. I love that game. Keep that going. I love that. <laughs> I'm humbled and honored as, as always. Absolutely. That was you were the first one. So there consider yourself lucky.
1: No one's gonna erase oh, that from history. You yeah. were the first one to play the game. Go I love against
0: it. it first, you know what I'm I talking love about. it. I
1: love it. All right, guys, as always, you know my socials. At underscore straight talk on Twitter, at straight talk wrestling on Instagram and on Facebook. And my link tree is posted everywhere. Uh, like I said at the beginning of the show, I haven't made anything off of this, but if you do buy a t shirt, support it, it goes right back into the show. It's on prowrestlates.com, so make sure you check it out. As always, guys, I'm your host, your boy. Don't forget to follow the socials for next week's guest. And that's it. My endurance has run out. Vic Endurance beat me to the punch. All right. <laughs> From all of us here at Straight Talk Wrestling to Vic Endurance. The most known, unknown, who's no longer going to be unknown, at least not in the six. I just put you on. Thank you so much for coming to Straight Talk Wrestling, my dude. You take care. Thank you. Love you,
0: Canada. Thank you. All right.
1: Peace out, brother. Bye, my brother. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Leaving the scene with no trace, Not in my league You out of place, I'm not at the top, I'm out of space can eat with us, we're out of place I'm doing fine, I'm feeling great You're not my fan, you can't relate Straight out going state to state